0: The Isle of Skye, nestled off the rugged western coast of Scotland, is a place of breathtaking beauty and an enchanting landscape that captures the imagination of all who set foot on its shores. Its magical allure is woven into the very fabric of the land, a tapestry of rugged cliffs, cascading waterfalls, and lush moorlands, and it holds secrets that have been whispered through the ages. The enchantment of sky lies in its extraordinary landscapes. The Old Man of Stor, a rocky pinnacle that reaches towards the heavens, stands as an ancient sentinel overlooking the land. The fairy Pool's crystal-clear waters, flowing from the Killen Mountains, evoke a sense of serenity that feels otherworldly. And the Quirang, with its dramatic cliffs and meandering paths, seems to be a place where nature and magic intertwine. Yet hidden within this wondrous beauty lies a world of magical creatures, some benevolent and others malevolent. The tales of Sky are filled with the folklore of giants, fairies, and otherworldly beings. These beings are the guardians and tricksters of the island, their presence shaping the destiny of those who call Sky home. The giants of Sky, the benevolent ones, are the protectors of the land. Stories tell of their colossal figures lifting mountains and shaping the landscape. They were the architects of sky, carving the valleys and cliffs with a powerful grace. The old man of store, as the legend goes, was once a giant, who now sleeps beneath the earth, keeping watch over the land he loved. These giants are woven into the very bedrock of sky. Their presence a reminder of the island's mystical history, In the shadow of these gentle giants, the fairies and fae roam the island, hidden from the human eye. Many of these magical creatures are kind and gentle, their presence felt in the rustling of leaves and the shimmering of the fairy pools. Brownies, the helpful household spirits, are known to tend the needs of the families they serve under the cover of night. Gnomes, banshees, and glazed each have their unique mystique, adding to the sense of enchantment that permeates the island. But not all of Skye's magical denizens are benevolent. There are malevolent forces at play, hiding in the shadows, taking advantage of the island's mystique. These malevolent creatures, often referred to as she or malicious fairies, are known for their mischief, deception, and even cruelty. They thrive on human misfortune and sorrow, seeking to exploit the vulnerability of those who dare to tread upon their territory. Welcome to Destination Terror, your passport to the scariest places in the world. From haunted hotels to locations of unexplained creature sightings, and even places we can only visit in our imaginations, we will travel to places that will provide excitement, adventure, and horror. Today we are discussing the Old Man of store a mythical mountain peak on the Isle of Skye in Scotland. The Old Man of Storr, its prominent position and strange shape have over the centuries given rise to a number of stories, which even today imbue the landscape with a sense of mystery. So if you're into travel and all things scary, whether your destinations are real or in your imagination, listen close and you might just discover your next exciting adventure destination. But hopefully, not your final destination. Destination Terror is an EerieCast original podcast hosted by me, Carmen Carrion. If you would like to send us a suggestion or submit a story with your own experience, you can email them to at gmail.com or follow me on Twitter at Carmen Carrion. If you enjoy the show, please follow and rate Destination Terror on Spotify and Apple Podcasts to help us grow. Also, check out eeriecast.com for more scary podcasts, such as Freaky Folklore, the podcast where together we explore horrifying legends across the world and tell terrifying tales of monsters, both ancient and modern.
1: This episode is sponsored by June's Journey. What is horror to you? Monsters, murder, mystery? Well, if human monsters are your thing, June's Journey is the game for you, albeit in a more light-hearted tone. June's Journey is a hidden object game with a thrilling murder mystery set in the Roaring Twenties. You play as June on the hunt for your sister's murderer. Discover clues through exciting hidden object scenes with beautiful and atmospheric illustrations and music. Victory brings you closer to new plot points and suspenseful answers. It doesn't demand too much time, and it's pretty satisfying solving puzzles quickly and unlocking new clues. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android.
0: Winter had settled over the Isle of Skye, and the landscape transformed into a frosty wonderland. Fergus, a local man in his 40s, had never felt loneliness as keenly as he did now. His beloved wife, Elspeth, had departed during the warmth of summer. Elspeth's passing was a tragic and unexpected event. She had been exploring a remote part of the Isle of Skye, near the cliffs overlooking the sea, one summer afternoon. Elspeth was an artist, and was always in search of new vistas and inspirations for her paintings. On that fateful day, she had ventured out alone to capture the rugged beauty of the cliffs, and the turbulent sea below. While the specific circumstances surrounding her death remained a mystery, it's believed that Elspeth may have lost her footing on the treacherous terrain. Skye's landscapes, although breathtaking, can be unforgiving, with steep cliffs and unpredictable weather conditions. It's possible that she had an accidental fall, which tragically claimed her life. The rugged and remote nature of the area made it difficult for rescuers to reach her in time. Fergus had been devastated by the loss of his beloved wife. Her passing had left an irreplaceable void in his life, and he carried the weight of her memory with him as he faced the challenges of grief and loneliness. Fergus and Elspeth's love story was one of simplicity, warmth, and enduring affection. They were a couple deeply connected to each other, and the beautiful landscapes of Skye. Fergus in his forties was a rugged man with a kind heart. He had grown up on the outskirts of poetry, and his life was entwined with the rhythms of the island. He was known among the locals for his knowledge of the land and its history. Fergus had a gentle sense of humor that endeared him to his friends and neighbors. He had inherited his family's small croft, a cozy home nestled in the rolling hills of Skye. He made a modest living by tending to the small croft he had inherited from his family. The croft provided a sustainable lifestyle. Although not one of great affluence, He kept a few sheep, chickens, and two cows on his croft. He would sell their wool, meat, and dairy products to local markets, providing a steady income. A portion of his croft was dedicated to farming. He grew various vegetables and fruits, enough to sustain him and generate some extra income at the farmer's market. Elspeth, a few years younger than Fergus, was a woman of grace and elegance. With auburn hair that flowed like a cascade of copper, and a smile that could light up the darkest of days, she was the heart of their home. Elspeth was an artist who had moved to Skye from the mainland to find inspiration in the island's natural beauty. She captured the magic of the landscape with her paintings and her work adorned the walls of their home. Fergus and Elspeth had met during one of her hikes in the Sky Hills, where she had ventured to find a new vista to paint. He had offered to show her a hidden spot with a breathtaking view of the old man of Storr. Their connection was immediate, as their shared love for the island brought them closer. Their relationship blossomed as they explored the wilds of Skye together. They would often hike to the old man of Storr, taking different routes to experience the changing beauty of the landscape. They built a life together, filled with laughter, shared dreams, and a profound love for their island home. Though they had always wanted children, Fergus and Elspeth had faced difficulties in starting a family, yet this had only strengthened their bond. They found solace in each other's presence, and in the enchanting landscapes that surrounded their cozy croft. Their home was adorned with Elspeth's artwork, which captured the spirit of the island in every brushstroke. It was a haven of warmth and love where the scent of a wood-burning stove and the sound of laughter filled the air. As the years went by, Fergus and Elspeth found their joy in the simple pleasures of life. Whether it was tending their garden, sharing stories by the fireside, or taking long walks hand in hand, their love was a testament to the enduring beauty of a life well lived. They believed that every stone, every tree, and every gust of wind on sky held a story, and they reveled in the mysteries of their beloved island. Their life was not without its challenges, but they faced them together with unwavering support and affection. The loss of Elspeth during that fateful summer had left Fergus with an emptiness that he had never imagined. One chilly morning, as Fergus gazed out over the frosted fields, he felt the crushing weight of grief pressing down upon him. It felt as if the loneliness threatened to swallow him whole. He couldn't bear another day without Elspeth, without the comfort of her presence, even in spirit. He decided to take the hike alone, convinced it would bring him closer to her memory. The path to the old man of store was familiar to Fergus, but on this winter day, it seemed more haunting than comforting. The biting wind stung his cheeks, and the frost-covered landscape was a stark reminder of the cold reality of his loss. He trudged forward, his breath forming clouds in the frigid air. As he reached the base of the old man, he whispered his wife's name, hoping that the wind would carry his words to her. He stood there, feeling the isolation and his grief envelop him. But as he prepared to turn and make his way back, a sinister presence stirred in the shadows. Something malevolent had sensed his anguish, like a scent on the wind and it drew near it was a creature ancient and malicious lurking in the hidden corners of the isle of sky it had an insatiable appetite for despair and it sensed fergus's sorrow like a beacon in the cold gray morning nestled on the windswept western edge of scotland lies the mystifying isle of sky a land that dances with surreal landscapes. Here an awe-inspiring ridge of hills stretches like a colossal dragon's spine for approximately 30 kilometers, forming the bedrock of the Trotternshire Peninsula in the northeastern reaches of Skye. Among the countless natural wonders that grace this isle, one iconic figure stands out, the mysterious Old Man of Storr. The Old Man of Storr is a rocky hill face located on the northeastern part of the Isle of Skye. A couple of miles north of Portree, you can see the Old Man of Storr jutting out of the undulating terrain, standing 160 feet high. Whether because of their unusual placement or the stories they carry, these rocks are one of the most photographed places in Skye. This ancient sentinel, rising 2359 feet above sea level, with a sinuous height of around 160 feet, commands a position both prominent and peculiar. Over the epics, this peculiar figure has woven a montage of legends, casting a mystical aura over the surrounding area. One legend about the origin of the Rocky Pinnacles has to do with giants. Giants occur frequently in traditional Scottish folklore. In particular, they are associated with the landscape and peoples of Western Scotland. The formation of many natural features was often ascribed to the exploits of these giants, who frequently came into conflict with men, always coming off worse. One of the enduring legends relating to the Old Man of Storr is that it was the thumb of a giant, who when he died, became buried in the earth. Another version is that whilst fleeing from attackers, Two giants, an old man and his wife, made the unfortunate decision to look back and as they did so were turned to stone. And then the story changes in other versions to involve a brownie. Brownies are common in Scottish and English folklore. They are said to resemble hobgoblins. During the day brownies are believed to hide in the house and at night do jobs for the family they have chosen to serve. The slightest attempt to reward them for their service will result in the brownie disappearing forever. The story goes that a villager by the name of O'Sheen saved the life of a brownie and never asked for anything in return. Over time, the two became good friends. One day, whilst the brownie was away, O'Sheen died of a broken heart following the death of his wife. When the brownie returned and heard of his friend's death, he was so upset that he chiseled two rocks a larger one in honor of his friend, which became known as the Old Man of Store, and a smaller one for O'Sheen's wife. And we can't forget the fae or fairies, who are also often found in Scottish folklore. Fae can include any type of magical creature, such as gnomes, brownies, redcaps, and the bean she, better known as banshees in Irish folklore, and glaestigs, beautiful women with the upper body of a woman and the lower body of a goat, found near ancient stones. Unlike in Victorian stories where fairies are depicted as small, cute, and harmless, people in the past had a very different view of them. The belief that fairies were part of an unknown, dark, and invisible world. A threatening, malevolent presence to be feared can be seen in their portrayal in folktales, where they are often shown as devious, tricking humans, and even stealing their souls. These fairies are often referred to as She, a subset of fey beings in Scottish and Celtic folklore. She creatures are typically understood to be malevolent, or at least unpredictable in their behavior. They are often depicted as deceptive and harmful to humans, using tricks and illusions to lead people astray or cause them harm. Due to their malevolent tendencies, People in these folktale traditions often take precautions when countering she. They may avoid certain areas, speak polite phrases, or leave offerings to appease these creatures. One legend about these mean-spirited fairies goes like this. A man who walked up the hill every evening with his small wife found one day that they had grown too old, and his wife could no longer climb to the top to join him. The fairy folk who had watched them go up every evening offered the old man the chance to always have his wife with him wherever he went. The old man accepted the offer, but the fairy folk tricked them and turned them both into pillars of rock, ensuring that they would indeed always be together. The Old Man of store is steeped in ancient Scottish legends that has been passed down through countless generations but can you truly put your faith in these age-old tales? It's easier to dismiss it in the present day, given our access to groundbreaking technology and scientific knowledge. However, if we transport ourselves back to 10th century Scotland, the perspective may have been entirely different. Envision a time in the 10th century when you stumbled upon a structure like a 1,000-year-old Roman wall or the enigmatic Stonehenge Without the benefit of our modern understanding, you'd be left bewildered, searching for an explanation. You might have concluded that only a force possessing extraordinary strength or magical abilities could have been responsible for such constructions. What about the towering mountains that loomed over the landscape? Unaware of geological processes like glaciers and volcanoes, or the vast expanse of Earth's history, the most straightforward explanation would have been the existence of supernatural beings. In some ways I envy those people. Giants and fairies were the most logical answers to these age-old mysteries in the eyes of our ancestors. They were believed to have engaged in epic battles spanning realms, lifting mountains from the very bosom of the earth, and toying with unsuspecting humans through their enchanting tricks and whimsical pranks. Today, in an era when belief in fairies, giants, and brownies has waned, these tales still possess the power to captivate and mesmerize. Their echoes reverberate through cinematic realms. The stunning and eerie landscape around the Old Man of Storr has been featured in several films and documentaries. Its dramatic and otherworldly appearance has made it a popular location for filmmakers. In 2012, Prometheus, the science fiction film directed by Ridley Scott, Used the dramatic backdrop of The Old Man of Store for some of its scenes. The otherworldly appearance of the location suited the film's science fiction themes. Also in 2012, the film Snow White and the Huntsman used The Old Man of Store as a dramatic backdrop for the movie's mystical world. In 2015, The Old Man of Store made a brief appearance in the adaptation of William Shakespeare's Macbeth. It contributed to the film's atmospheric and haunting visuals. In 2016, The Old Man of Store appears briefly in this adaptation of Ronald Dahl's classic children's book, The BFG, or The Big Friendly Giant, directed by Steven Spielberg. It provides a picturesque setting for some of the film's scenes. These are just a few of the films who have used The Old Man of Store and the Isle of Skies' majestic landscape. There have been others, and in the future, there most likely will be more. The Old Man of Store is a favorite subject for photographers, especially during sunrise and sunset, when the lighting adds to the dramatic and ethereal atmosphere of the place. The Old Man of Store is a popular destination for hikers and tourists. A well-maintained trail leads from the parking area to the base of the store, making it relatively accessible to visitors. The hike offers breathtaking views of the surrounding landscape. The area surrounding the Old Man of Storr is steeped in local folklore and legend, which adds to its mystique. Visiting the Old Man of Storr is a unique experience that allows people to connect with the natural beauty and folklore of the Scottish Highlands. It's a place where geology, history, and myth converge to create a truly remarkable and memorable destination. As Fergus returned home from his solitary hike to the old man of store, he carried with him the weight of grief and longing that had driven him to seek solace in the familiar landscape. The windswept moors and the ancient rocks had whispered the echoes of memories of his beloved wife Elspeth. The journey was meant to bring him closer to her, to feel her presence once more. But it would turn into a harrowing ordeal that would test his strength and resilience in ways he could never have imagined. The evening had settled over the Isle of Skye, and the sky was painted in hues of deep purple and orange as Fergus reached his quaint croft on the outskirts of Portree, The warmth of the hearth welcomed him, but there was an unsettling chill that had clung to him ever since his hike. It was as if the very air around him had turned frigid, and he felt an unease he couldn't quite explain. Fergus began to sense a sinister presence in his home, though he couldn't see it. It was a malevolent force, drawn to the grief that had clung to him like a shroud. This malevolent entity had followed him home from the old man of store, and it had insidious intentions. It reveled in human suffering and despair, and Fergus's profound grief was like a beacon drawing it closer. As the night wore on, the malevolent she's presence grew more palpable. The hearth's flames danced eerily, casting grotesque shadows on the walls of the croft. Fergus, despite his unease, tried to shake off the feeling of foreboding and sought solace in the familiar surroundings that he and Elspeth had shared. As he settled into the cozy living room, memories of Elspeth flooded his mind The room was adorned with her artwork, and the walls were a canvas of sky's beauty through her eyes. But in the presence of the she, the memories turned bittersweet, and the croft felt like a mausoleum of what they once shared. The torment began subtly, with the creaking of floorboards and whispers in the air. Objects in the room began to move on their own, and shadows seemed to writhe in the corners. Fergus couldn't ignore the inexplicable occurrences and soon realized that he was not alone in the room. The she's malevolent intent was becoming clearer by the moment. It seemed to take delight in tormenting Fergus, tugging at his grief and amplifying his sadness. Elspeth's cherished paintings began to distort, their vibrant colors fading into eerie shades of gray and black. The soothing melodies of her favorite songs turned into discordant cacophonies that grated on his nerves. The malevolent entity grew bolder with each passing moment, manifesting itself as an insidious presence that whispered malicious thoughts into Fergus's mind. It stoked his sorrow, exploiting his deepest vulnerabilities, his memories of Elspeth twisted into horrifying visions, and the Croft itself seemed to decay before his eyes. Fergus's torment was not limited to the psychological realm. The She's malevolence extended to the physical world, and he began to experience a series of haunting manifestations. Invisible hands seemed to tighten around his throat, suffocating him with invisible fingers. His reflection in the Croft's mirror turned ghastly revealing a grotesque, distorted version of himself. The She reveled in its power over Fergus, its cruel tricks pushing him to the brink of despair. It whispered secrets of his darkest fears, sowing seeds of self-doubt and hopelessness. The boundary between reality and delusion blurred, and Fergus felt trapped in a waking nightmare. But Fergus was not one to succumb easily to despair. The love he had shared with Elspeth, the memories of their hikes, and the strength he had drawn from the rugged landscapes of Skye were a reservoir of resilience that he hadn't realized he possessed. In a moment of clarity, Fergus remembered the stories of the island's magical beings that he and Elspeth had often shared. She had always approached them with a sense of wonder and respect, believing in the mystical and the inexplicable. And as the malevolent She continued to torment him, Fergus decided to call upon that same sense of wonder. With a whispered prayer to the giants and the benevolent fairies that were said to protect Skye, Fergus gathered his courage. He spoke words of defiance to the She, declaring that he would not succumb to its torment, that his love for Elspeth and his connection to the land were stronger than its malevolence. The air in the croft seemed to shift, and Fergus felt a surge of strength that he had known before. The she recoiled, as if repelled by a force more powerful than its own. Shadows dissipated, and the oppressive atmosphere lifted. The croft returned to its former warmth, and Elspeth's paintings regained their vibrancy. The sound of the back door creaking open and then slamming shut, was proof that she had retreated. Fergus had overcome the malevolent she with his resilience and the love he had for Elspeth. The entity, defeated and banished, had fled into the darkness, leaving Fergus with a newfound sense of purpose. He knew that he would carry his grief for Elspeth with him always, but he also understood that he could honor her memory by living a life of wonder, just as she had. The experience had changed Fergus profoundly. He no longer felt the crushing weight of his grief and loneliness. Instead, he felt a deep connection to the land, to sky, and to the memories he had shared with Elspeth. He began to see the island in a new light, not just as a place of memories, but as a source of healing and strength. Fergus, once weighed down by sorrow, now walked the rugged paths of sky with renewed purpose, thanks to the tricks and torments of the she. Thank you for joining us to explore the Old Man of Store and its magical legends. Tune in next week as we discuss another terrific location. I'm Carmen Carrion. Remember, you can send me suggestions and stories of haunted places to my email, CarmenCarrion at gmail.com or follow me on Twitter at CarmenCarrion. Be sure to check out eeriecast.com for more terrifying podcasts, such as Freaky Folklore, hosted by me, Carmen Carrion. Until next time, be safe out there, until I see you at our next destination.